What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the QBIQ podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I appreciate you checking us out. All things QBIQ, and we're bringing some awesome information with some great guests who are former players, current players, coaches, and uh, it's just some awesome people. So check out the previous episodes if you have not yet. But really, really, really excited to bring you this one today. And uh, we've got Jim Hensel, who is an author, speaker, CrossFit master athlete, former collegiate athlete, and director of player development at multiple college football programs. And he's really identified as as a mindset and mindset performance and culture coach. He has created the curriculum and process called Mayhem Mindset. And, And this guy has just got some just a ton of information and a ton of knowledge on on this process of the mental battle that we that we all deal with whether it's in athletics or business or personal or whatever and mayhem mindset is really this system that he created uh, that's about defining yourself organizing core values and finding your purpose um, it's it's stellar amazing amazing information awesome dynamic in the conversation that we had today. Um, just really pumped to bring you this information and value that, that he is delivering and working with uh, top athletes and, and football programs and, and other organizations as well. Very cool dynamic as we had my girlfriend Grace on as well. Uh, she's a teacher, works with kids, and, and, and uh, has some awesome perspective on purpose and identity. So really cool dynamic, a little outside the scope of what we typically talk about uh, in the quarterback QBIQ football world. But QBIQ Mayhem Mindset have the similarity of being pre-snap, quote-unquote pre-snap processes for for football and, and really pre-snap process for, for life. And uh, just awesome stuff and something that we all should – conversations that we should all be having and um and information that we should all be discussing and and exposing ourselves and those in our circles and communities too so uh really really excited to bring you guys this episode um on jim hensel mayhem mindset here we go It's funny because we were just having fun there for just a second talking about divorce and children. This this whole thing, this idea of who I am today, being a culture co- coach, understanding some of that, um, helping someone define who they are and, and a coaching philosophy outside of the X's and O's started when my wife left um, and my kids were three and five. And I found myself in a space where... Um, I genuinely did not know who I was, didn't have a clue about identity. Um, I, d- I didn't know what to do next. I didn't know what to believe in. And I got, I, I got spun completely sideways. And I've got these two little girls who I'm now going to raise. And I've, I've graduated from a university. I was married for a couple of years when I was going to school. I did not become a professional football player, which is what I always thought was going to happen in my life. Or I'd go play baseball, one of the two. And that, that wasn't a reality, and I needed to go get a job. 
and um, and I was bummed. And and so I'm in this space putting putting kids to sleep um, and getting up and and going to work at the sales job that I hated. Um, and and so I'm evaluating my entire life, you know, and I've got a bunch of time left um, as far as life goes. And and what I realized was what I thought I truly believed and where I was headed next wasn't really mine. It was my dad's or maybe the pastor at the churches or something like that. What I really realized in this really tough time, I just didn't know who I was. If you would have said, Jim, what do you believe in and what are you going to do next? I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Um, and so there was a ton of confusion for me. Um, I think figuring out what to do next has to start with who are you and what do you believe? Um, and so I, I was, honestly, I was watching uh, Gladiator. You ever seen the movie Gladiator? For you sure. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And this is, I'm 51, so this is back in the video cassette days, you know. So I punched the movie in, I put the girls to sleep one night, and, and the, the tape was actually on a scene where Maximus, who's the main character in the movie, he was a general, and now his family's been destroyed, killed, murdered, his wife, his son. He's fighting as a gladiator in the arena, and nobody knows who he is. And he's kind of squared up with Commodus, who is the evil, you know, the evil Caesar who's killed mm -hmm. his father. Yep. And um, and there's this scene where Maximus turns to walk away from Commodus, and Commodus demands that he turn around and identify himself. And Maximus takes off his helmet. And in that moment, he defines himself. It's just a movie I'm watching, right? Just watching a movie, right? My name is Maximus Aurelius Decimus, General of the Felix Legions. And he starts, this is who I am, this is what I believe, and this is what I'm going to do. This is what he says. And I'm struck. Holy, holy smokes. I can't do that. Like, I know it's just a movie, but in life, I can't do that. I can't tell you, this is who I am, this is what I believe, and this is what I'm going to do. And so I, I just started a process and took me about six months of defining myself. Well, what do you believe in? And I just would come home from working. I owned a painting company. Mm. My dad was my dad was a painter. When I left to go to the University of Colorado to play football, I told my dad. I didn't get along with my dad. I was a moron. I was I was a goofy eighteen year old kid. I looked at my dad and said, "I'll never paint another effing thing as long as I live." And I went and got in my car because mm. I was on my way, you know. Yep. And here I am, a bunch of years later, and the one thing I know how to do is paint. <laughs> And it's the one thing I said I was never going to effing do again. Right. And I didn't say it effing. Yeah. I said it. Um, and so so I'm running this painting company. And, and, and here I am. I come home. I work at this idea of defining myself. So I made this, this list of all the things I believed in. Then I defined them um, in my language, not in what anybody else said. I wasn't interested. I didn't read a book. Not one book. I wasn't let. There was nobody brilliant or Nobody out there that was going to tell me who I was and what I believe. I was going to own it for myself. Was now was that part of like you didn't want the help or you didn't, didn't want, want to ask? Okay. Didn't want the help. I didn't give it to what you thought about you. what okay. I should do or who I should be or what I should believe. That's the space I was in. I was going to fight for this and have it be mine. Um, so I came up with this idea of what my values were and what I believed in, and I dug a little bit deeper. And in that process, I really kind of discovered that values and identity were a little bit different. And that there were things that were embedded in my heart that were mine. That you and I, probably, if you and I spent a bunch of time together, I bet our values would really overlap. 
if you made a list and I made a list and we talked about who we are and kind of our heartbeat, our values would probably overlap a lot. Mm -hmm. But there would be some really specific things about who you are that would be really different than me. So I discovered some of that, and, and I realized that that, was, that wasn't really a value. It was, more, it was deeper than that. It was really more identity. Okay. And I needed to discover what that was. And so I had this idea of identity, this idea of core values and principles, big rocks in my life that I was going to make choices and decisions by, and then I created a mission statement for my life. So you said this took, this was like a six-month six six month process. I feel like, because this is a drastic change. This was a drastic change in your mm. life, a drastic change of mindset. For me, at least, I feel like there would be a point in time, maybe it happened with you, is day in and day out where you're like, what, this isn't for me, or this is too hard, or mm. or was it total, totally a radical change where you said there is no turning back? The now, that's a good question. I think my goal was that never again was I going to be faced with an opportunity, a really good opportunity, and really not know who I was. And never again was I going to be faced with a tough time mm -hmm. and not know who I was. Mm. The one thing for sure I knew I could control was the things that I believed in. And what I realized in that space was my emotions were really running me not really my core values or my beliefs. And so I wanted to be clear. And it wasn't that I didn't want to control my emotions. I did. I just didn't know how. Right. Um, I didn't know what else there was. I had goals, but that didn't help me. That, that gave me something to sort of aim at. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really this position of strength or this foundation, you know, right. that I needed. Um, and so from that process to understanding all that about myself, I had a, I had an artist draw a, a crest, and I tattooed it on my arm, and I and I called it the Strength and Honor Code after that movie. It wasn't for anybody else. I wasn't I, I wasn't speaking in front of people or talking to people. I was painting houses and taking little girls to ballet. That's what right. I was doing. Which for Strength and Honor Code. So real quick to chime in is I've I've found out about you on the uh, episode of of Bustle with the Boys. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. Yeah. So no and you and you mentioned Strength and Honor Code. And you talked about a period in your life where you, your behaviors and actions, mentally you would say, is this, does this display strength and honor? Or am I doing this with strength and honor? And that's, that definitely hit me. Yeah. So when you talk about strength and honor, that's your code and that it's, it's on you. Like yeah. it, it is physically on you. That was huge for me that I took away to say, okay, in every action, every behavior, is this with strength and honor? Yeah. It's well, a clear I, picture. It's it was identity. This is who I am. This is what I believe, and then this is what I'm going to do. It's what Maximus did. Mm -hmm. And so, having that crest on my arm was one of those things where I could look down at whatever was getting ready to happen and say, "Hey, first of all, does this match up with who I am and what I say that I believe?" And what I found out was that I had a fighting chance at that point to make a choice or a decision based on beliefs and not simply just emotions that I could connect those emotions to what I said I believe so it, I ended up having a philosophy I had a personal philosophy for life um, and then over time um, started kind of just individually helping friends and then before too long had a had a, a little private practice at Starbucks where people were coming in and then uh, a buddy of mine who who became a football coach who I had played with said man you need to bring that and we're going to use that to help these young men develop um, and kind of create a one-on-one, you know, 
QBIQ, a pre-snap read, you know, prior to the X's and O's of this game, who are you to this university? What do you mean in the community? What do you mean to your family? What do you really believe in as an individual? Why in the hell should you be at this university? So maybe the coaches could recruit people that that if if you know who you are and you know what you believe, I've got my philosophy over here. Well, I'm I'm not missing because I'm recruiting kids who don't fit here. Right. Um, and so, you know, let's be great at the X's and O's, but then let's also have some identity answers first. For sure. So that's kind of how it all got started. Well, I love that. And, and and so one of the, when we were driving here, one of the questions that I, I kind of thought about was that a lot of the folks you're working, I mean, you're working with Rich Froning and um, elite CrossFit athlete, best in the world, which some of our audience might not know, but uh, you're working with elite athletes, prime athletes, or ordinary adults. Yeah. So what my question is, is with QBIQ, which we were talking about a little bit before we were playing the flashcard game, is that we deal a lot with, or we interact a lot with 12 to 17, 12 to 18. Now, something like mayhem mindset, your process, this this system that you've put together based on your experiences, I feel like there's there's a point in time where it's too early to introduce that to someone. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, should a 13 year old really be thinking about goals and identity and who they are at 13 years old, or should they be exposed to it at scale? Yeah. What, what, what do you think about it? Uh, it we, there's a maturation process in life, right? And so if a 13 year old couldn't go get online and go through three months of, you know, mayhem mindset and, and be success, success, successful at it because they just haven't had enough life experience. Right. But that being said, um, 100%, we need to be teaching people. And I worked at high schools prior to moving up to the collegiate level and prior to working with CEOs and professional athletes. I'm working at high schools and junior highs where, where we're introducing the idea or the difference between what a value is, a core belief or a value which is supposed to grow and develop and change. Your idea of family means something very different at 13, and then it changes when you get married, and it changes when you become a father. It's supposed to grow and develop. Values aren't supposed to be something that we just stick on a wall, and it just it's just there. That's what we see a lot. For sure. You go in a lot of places where mission statements and values are on the wall, then nobody in the room might have had that experience. Because it looks good, yeah. Yeah, this looks good. Nobody even knows what it means. Yep. It's all, it's all kind of BS. Um, so no, there absolutely we should be talking to young people about values that represent your strengths, your weaknesses, and then the things that you your ideals or things that you're aiming at. And there's no reason why a 13 year old can't be talking about what family means to him, or what right. hard work means to him, and what sacrifice means to him, and what love means, and what charity means, and what hope means. And, and all those things are important, even with the in the inevitability. If that's where it, the inevitability of that changing and morphing year after year values and identity and those things mm-hmm. changing year after year, at least at that point at 13, 14, 15, they're aware of it. They're yeah. exposed to that type of thinking. Cause I think it's, I feel like there is so often that, uh, we, we see as adults, we seek personal development and mm-hmm. seek learning and seek knowledge in our later twenties or as we start to get into thirties, et cetera. I didn't know anything like that at 13, 14, 15, 16. Sure. Like that personal development, that 
that stuff even was relevant or important. Yeah. So definitely at a scaled version, introducing yeah. it and exposing it, I think is vital. A hundred percent. I agree. Scalable, scalable is everything. Uh, it's not an either or it's a, what right. do you need right now? You know, uh, what does this person need? They, they need to understand who they are and what they believe. They also need to set goals. All that's yeah. really important. So I think you need, you know, in the recipe for success, we need all of that. On so the, that, I, on the idea of like changing and evolving, how often do you go through this personally? And like from when you started this, has anything that you've written out changed, yeah. you know, dramatically or like, um, you know, I think thinking of kids, because I work with kids as well, thinking like, okay, I, identifying that this is your, your personality, your interests, your, you know, your values may change your identity also may change mm -hmm. you know my identity has changed from you know 13 to 28 um but how often do you personally go through this and like kind of say like okay well are all these things still relevant to me yeah that's a really good question um for me uh it it is it is a every day it's it's the lens i see life through so 100% of the time, this idea of what is identity for me has developed and grown and changed over time, for sure. There are some characteristics about me that are the same, but they've, it's blossomed, it's grown, it's changed. Um, my values have changed. I, ha I believe that we, um, I break values into, into three categories, strengths, weaknesses, and ideals. And, and some of those strength values have always remained the same, but the definitions have grown. Mm -hmm. um, and the other values have changed over time. And, and I'm, I want that. So once a year, right before every new year, I, I sit down and I take time and I go back through all those things that I've said through my code and I update it. Where is it different? And then, and, and where has it changed? And where has it grown? And, and, and what do I feel about that word in my life? And do I need to take that word out? Um, if it's not in language, it's not a tool. It's for sure here. If, if you don't understand that there are nine routes, one through nine, you're, we got to start there. We got to start the basics. So I think you have to have language for your life, and that language has to develop and grow. So last year, I moved freedom into my top 10, and I moved another word out. And I try to keep it, you know, 10, 11 values so I can work with them so it's practical. And so I did a whole study on freedom last, last year, and this year, self-discipline is the new word I'm bringing into my life. If I want mayhem mindset to grow, uh, it's going to require more self-discipline, and I'm going to aim at this idea of self-discipline. So um, for sure, I think that it's supposed to be something that's ever-changing, growing. I keep a, a note in my iPad, and it's just called Valuable. Hmm. And any, it's a running conversation over the last 13 years of the things I'm hearing and the wisdom that I'm hearing. And, and I go back to that all the time and, and take that language and create and adopt and adapt. Um, so... I, it's not supposed to be stagnant. It's not supposed to be something that we arrive at and then we're done. It's a tool we're supposed to be using, at least in the way I do it and what I'm a proponent of for your whole life. Yeah. And I love, so I, we do, with QBIQ, we have one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions online. We have group classes online. I have a kid right now that, that uh, we're coaching online. We talk about mechanics and stuff like that. But And then we also obviously uh, talk about QBIQ and, and the above the neck what we're, what we're teaching through that process but we also talk about goal setting and we talk about what's our off-season plan right just finished the season so now what is the plan and, and his dad exchanged emails with me and asked are we 
talking about the collection of us, talking about outcome or activity-based goals. Outcome being like, I want to bench 250 pounds. Activity-based goal being, I'm going to work out or I'm going to bench three times per week so that I can reach this goal. But I know from you is that it's not about the the goal. Mm -hmm. It's not about the result, right? You take it back to the identity and the purpose of why is it relevant for me even to bench 250 pounds, right? That's 100%. So that's what's interesting to me. And, uh, and I told him in an email, I said, hey, I'm going to talk to this guy on Friday. It's all yeah. about mindset and goals, and I'll come back to you with yeah. with some awesome stuff. So that's that, all supposed to work together. Yeah. Those are all things that work. It's not goals are more important than values. They're, they work together. Um, right. You're not going to. You're not going to run out on the football field and try to be the best that you can be and then ignore the weight room. Nobody sure. does that. Nobody does that unless they're cutting corners. You're not going to run out on the football football field and try to compete and not have done some sort of film study. You're not going to run out on the football field and try to compete unless you're eat, putting the right things in your body if you're really trying to be serious about it. Right. So so I I think that that I want you to I want you to understand clearly where you're at in your development, some idea of identity. That's not rocket science. It's not hard. It just takes doing a little bit of work. And I want you to have some short-term goals and some long-term goals. Mm-hmm. So I want to work from I identity to the x's and o's we want to be proficient in the do the x and the o you need to understand all this and but that starts with okay here's who i am here's what here's what i here's what i believe as a person this is what i mean to my family at home and this is what i mean to my family the football team mm-hmm. what i bring if you don't understand and know that that's a problem um, so that's where, so like for this kid in particular, just to use him as an example, if he were to go through this process to say, okay, what is my identity? Football would be just a branch of that. Sure. Right. That's not who he is. Cause he could not play college football. He could, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen, but that's just a branch of what he does and who he is. Yeah. That doesn't make up his, that shouldn't make up. All of his goals, all of his values, all of his dot, no. dot, 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 dot. No. That's just a branch. So for his, for just again, to use him as an example to say that, okay, if football is just a piece, then how do you, how do you set your goals based on that? If it's just a, it's a piece of mine, but I take it serious. Mm. Do you set goals across the spectrum? in my family, in my family life, my personal life, and my quote-unquote like job, professional, yeah. career life. So for him, so I could go back and, and make yeah, his dad that's happy. good. What is that? Like, what is that? What would that look like for him as a coming into his senior year of high school? Yeah. That playing college football could be, could be an opportunity for him. He's got work to do. Mm-hmm. But knowing that that's just a branch of his life and a branch of his identity, how do you, how do you, set that mindset and goals within that spectrum in in football we start i start a football athlete in what i call their 101 it's just kind of their their baseline and 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 i'll start the conversation physically because that's the easiest one so physically what is your identity this football team Mm -hmm. if you're the center your identity is much different than the quarterback or the punter so if, if I walk into the room 
and there's and we do this at the university level. I'll walk into the room day one, and and obviously the the younger guys are at a disadvantage because they got no clue who I am or what I'm getting ready to say. And and the coaches have been trained and have gone through this, so they kind of know who they are. It's language. They know what they bring to the team. Walk up to the first guy, you know, some guy sitting in the front row. Hey, you. It's quiet. You've been in one of those rooms. Yeah. Who the hell are you? That's all they get. That's a great question. Me? Yeah, you. Who are you? I don't even know what you're saying. Next guy. Who are you? You know, and you kind of go down the line, and then pretty soon you get one or two. Define yourself. Who are you? What's your value to this team? Well, uh, my name's Mike, and I'm from Fresno, and sit down, man. Next guy. Then you get a coach to do it. You know, so 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 we start this idea of you being able to articulate what's your value to the team. Well, I'm I'm 230 pound linebacker and I'm fast. Hmm. That's my value. Perfect. That's what I wanted to know. I want you to be able to at least tell me what your value is in that department. Well, what about mentally? What do you bring mentally? Because we got guys that are really weak mentally, and we've seen those athletes, and we got guys that are really strong mentally. It's the perfect storm when you got the the tough guy who's mentally strong. You always got that that kid who plays a little bit better than he should. He doesn't have the tools, especially at the high school level, because he's just tough mentally. Well, let me let me know about that. Let's let's help them create some language about who they are physically, who they are mentally, and then and then I want to bring the I want to bring the spiritual component. And I don't mean Jesus, although if that's what you're into, that's cool. I'm down with that. Tell me about that. If that's something you believe in, I'd like you to be able to defend that. But I, 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 want, I want a young man to be able to give me some answers about that physically first. And that's a good place to start. And then mm-hmm. we can start this conversation about, well, you know, what's your value to your family? Who are you at the house? Are you a problem at the house? Or are you adding value over at the house? Right. You know, and we can start having that kind of conversation. Those conversations are not being had enough with high school students but student athletes as well it's it's you see their huddle highlight film you see the social media but those conversations are not you hear all these stories of of coaches in high school that are switching jerseys on on players to Mm -hmm. you know get by a a a rule that they broke or something Mm -hmm. and those type of conversations i think need to be had in every single locker room Every single school, every single practice, it's just, you see a lack of it, I think. Yeah, we, have to, lack of it. we have to define success, right. and we have to define winning, and, and that means something different to everybody. Sure. And in, in the football world, and I've lived through this, I've been on staffs where um, winning at all costs was the goal, and I've been on staffs where success and winning meant build a better man. Yes. Yep. And... Which Trent, so Trent Dilfer, obviously this, Trent Dilfer's QBIQ, Trent's got a great kind of mantra Mm -hmm. of, so he has a camp, just became the head coach of of Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, is that it is the camp in the summer and the football program that he runs is a quote unquote personal development church camp. You just happen to have a football in your hand. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's like, that is a profound, clear definition of what our intent, what we're doing here, yeah. what our mission is. Football is just is the access. Is Football the, is, is one avenue. of the last great places in the culture we live in where the physical adversity that somebody faces opens their heart for input. Mm-hmm. 
that's why CrossFit's that it's the same sort of thing. Right. Um, as soon as as soon as you're really tired and you hurt, then I get to know you. Yeah. I get to see really who you are. I think a big battle that we face with kids and also in adults, and I faced it in my own life, is who are you versus who do you think you should be? Mm-hmm. You know, when you ask kids, like, what value do you add to the team? You you say the things that you think you should add mm-hmm. to the team, but what do you really add to the team or what do you really add to the classroom or what do you really add to, you know, the CrossFit gym? Whatever it is that your thing is, is yeah. who are you versus who do you think you should be? And I think you touched on that earlier on like, I'm not a painter. I was told that, you mm-hmm. know, that that's what I was shown. And, you know, we've battled that as adults of you start your own life and you're like, what are my values versus what are the values that have been put on me that mm-hmm. I should expect to align to? Yeah, I think it's a conversation and it's a process. Yeah. We can't, it's, 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 you might have heard me say this. It's, it's not motivation. That's very different. That's not what we're talking about. Getting jacked up and getting pumped up. That's not what we're talking about. And that gets confused. It, I love what you're talking about, what Trent's doing, because it's a process. And a young person, their brain doesn't stop growing until 25 or 26. They don't know who they are and that identity piece is not set. And we're not trying to do that. We're trying to get them in a conversation about the big rocks or the big beliefs in their life that those are going to grow. and want them to be able to at least have a working understanding and, and knowledge of that. And connect that to goals and connect that to ideology and connect that to whatever the, the X's and O philosophy is. Right. So when you were the when you were involved in, in Tennessee Tech and and some of the other programs that you, you coached at and were the director of operations at slash really the director of culture. Yep. What so what was that like is this are these some of the conversations and some of the systems and processes that you brought to the table in those programs as far as culture. Cause right. So I coached at university of Delaware and we had a director of football operations, an unbelievable guy and basically runs the show. I mean, handles sure. all of the stuff, right. Sure. handles all the logistics, but that word culture wasn't in his title. Yeah. So what, what is that? How did that define what, what you were bringing to the I, table? I, there's only, there was only two guys in the whole country doing what I what I was doing at that point, Notre Dame had a culture coach and wherever I happened to be at Northern Colorado over at Tennessee tech had a culture coach and uh, at Northern Colorado, I didn't have any sort of operational responsibilities or anything. I was strictly talking to the kids about identity. Hmm. My, my job was to be in their lives um, to help them in this process that we're talking about and connect them and their hearts to the head football coaches philosophy, his life philosophy about why and how you know we heard uh who's the coach at minnesota i can't say his name all right so he's got this row the boat philosophy this is what i'm talking about that's not that's not spread or pro it's not what we're talking about we're talking about identity why are we here that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about connecting these young people to this head football coach's philosophy and if the head football coach doesn't have one helping him develop one because um, there are a lot of head football coaches who, and this is this is this challenge we face in our culture, win at all costs. And I have been in jo- job interviews with guys, if I said their name, and I'm not going to do it, who you would know, who have coached at major universities. And they've looked at me and said, nah, we're not going to do what you're, what you're talking about there. He's either going to be in his seat and get to the classes or I'll fire his ass and we'll get another guy. 
not not caring at all about the heart of the individual. Um, Essentially saying it's a waste of time. Total waste of time. Yeah. That's not what we're going to do. We're not going to do that. And and at that level, they can they're five deep at every position. So if you don't do what I'll tell you to do, I will fire you and I will get another guy. And they can do it. And everything becomes about the process and the X's and O's. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily nefarious or bad. I'm just saying I, I care about that young person's heart too. And I believe that if, if I want to get 100% effort from you, then I want you to do your best that I should pay attention to that. That's something that I should. If, if, if you buy into what we're doing here and your heart is open and you care at that level, then I'm going to get 100% effort from you. And you're going you're gonna to bleed who we are and what we're doing here outside of just the X's and O's. Mm-hmm. At a smaller level, when you're not five, six, eight deep or at a high school, guess what? It's a silver bullet. All right. If you actually care, well, then the kids that are in front of you that you have to play with buy in. And we can help begin to grow them and develop them in as people. And we, ha- we, we actually get a better football team. Um, at Northern Colorado and Tennessee Tech, you're not five deep, you know. So um, I've, I've been with head football coaches that really believed and really had a philosophy like Coach Fleck. And I've been with coaches that didn't care about that at all and only cared that, that we were going to try to win today. And I think that that's a culture clash or battle. And you can win either way. I'm not talking about winning and losing. I'm not necessarily talking about that depending on how you define success. But I am talking about, you know, who does that person become when they're done at your school, you know? And that ultimately becomes the team's identity and the team's purpose, right? Mm -hmm. You talk about you work with individuals, individuals on um, organizing your values, uh, getting a clear picture of your calling, and write your own code. Yeah. Right? That's – that's. I may have not used the right words, but that's That's part of your your mantra. And so – when you do those things individually in the roots of a team, essentially that's going to come out as the identity and the purpose of, of the collective of the, of the team. I think it's important for each individual to know who they are and what they bring physically, mentally, and spiritually. Right. Right. And then I think it's important that the program also have a very clear identity, not just sure those align. Right. And, and, and make sure that, that they're connected. If, if if you're the sinner and you're big and you can block and then mentally this is what you bring to that, that's a really important component. And if you're the wide receiver, who you are, what you believe and where you're going is a really, really important component to the overall team philosophy. Mm. And I think all those things should mesh and they should work. They should work together. And in a lot of places, people really are paying attention to that now. And a lot of, a lot of places, they're not. They're right. really just concerned that you get the class and get the grades and get to practice on time. Do you go into companies and, you know, like this gym or even uh, being a teacher and the head of the classroom, do you go in and you say like, okay, you guys should have a uh, a mission statement or, a, you know, something that defines your your group? Do you, do you help do that too or are you focus more on individuals? No. You're, uh, this year, I this past year, I worked with a middle school here in town and mm-hmm. the principal was a client of mine and then mm-hmm. he required every teacher in the building to to have on his or her door a abbreviated or a 101 version of who they are and what they what they believe and what their value to those kids in that classroom mm-hmm. was and so when you walk through their door it's on their nameplate 
That's awesome. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm I'm working with one of the largest builders in in all of Tennessee right now, the CEO of this company, and and hey, we're gonna go back and we're gonna define you first. And figure out where you're at. Let's reorganize. He's an older guy. He's a successful guy. He's a millionaire. He's mm-hmm. not, we're not talking about making money here. That's not what I'm talking about. Although I think it translates to that when you mm-hmm. when you get a clear picture of goals and those things. But first, let's stop. Let's reorganize. Let's figure out who you are and what you believe in so that you know and you're really clear about identity when you walk into the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's not just emotion. It's real value, the value that you bring to those children, the value that you bring to building, you know? This guy this guy's been successful and he's he's arrived at a space where, well, you know, we'll make a lot of money. It's not really about money. It's really about how how, how do I bring let's redefine success and winning for you and then how do I bring some more value to my community, you know? So we go from he identifies himself, regroups, this is who I am, this is what I believe, and this is the code I'm gonna live by, the truth to aim at. As he moves forward, and then we can take that and bring it to the business too, and then make sure that all the employees are connected in a way that they're real clear about what their value is. And the fact it boils down to what well, it, it starts with who you are individually, what's your identity and purpose individually. Grace, you said earlier that when you can get a clear picture of that, it almost makes you more open and cooperative with others and and what their identity and purpose is cuz when you when you're not clear yourself you're either susceptible or judgmental to every every other option but when you're very clear on who you are why you're you know your who what where when why your identity your purpose right then the interaction with others i would think becomes yeah more clear more successful less strenuous you know, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I agree, hundred percent. Mayhem mindset starts with this question, and and I think to to some degree, in some way, this is the question that all of us are asking every day, all the time, in some way. In, in your in your greatest moment of opportunity, or in your darkest hour, will you be enough? Are you enough? Can you count on yourself first, and then can the people around you count on you? That's the question. Hmm. And in some way or the other, coming in here today to sit down, you know, I I don't want to get on this podcast and be an idiot and stumble over my words and, you know, am I enough in this moment? Well, I've done this enough to know that I know what what to say today. I'm enough in this moment. Hmm. I've worked at it enough, you know. Um, I don't care, especially in young people's lives. Kids go to school every day not wanting to look stupid, hmm. not wanting to look bad, feeling insecure. And so doing work to understand that we need to try to answer the question of identity, and we're all handicapped in different ways, whether we're talking about divorce or abuse or or great parents or whatever it is. We all come to the table with with some sort of different life experience. And so being able to, if, we're, if, if it's athletically we're talking about, and football specifically here, I want each one of my athletes to understand regardless of how he's feeling today, he's enough. In opportunity or in adversity, who he is enough, I've affirmed him. I've said, you're a part of this team. You're a member of this family. And, 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 and now I put him in a position to where all the hard work and the X's and O's can pay off. Do you think most people come to this work in a moment of despair or is 
is like that, is it required to kind of sink low to realize like I need to do something to, you know, dig myself out? Like, I mean, you said you came to this after coming on to a divorce and I've come to different moments in my life of being kind of knocked to the ground. And, but do you think that that's required? You know, you need to kind of go low in order to see the value in this, or do you think everyone can see? Yeah, I think it's, it it just hits different people at different times. Mm -hmm. Um, a part of this curriculum is over at Middle Tennessee State in their in in their their Center for Student Success, and it's mostly seniors who are getting ready to graduate, and it's a really cool opportunity for them to to work through. Hey, right here, right as I'm graduating, let's think about what to do next, the job or the task. But it, in addition to that, let's let's talk about identity real quick. Mm-hmm. Right now, when you're getting ready to graduate, who are you? What do you believe? What are those big rocks in your life? Before you really take off and aim at the do, make sure you know who you, in my language, be. Capital B-E, values, talents, purpose. So let's just do some regrouping right now. So, it, so sometimes those kids are panicked because, man, I got this degree in biology and I sure as hell don't want to go to work in that, you know. And then sometimes you got kids who really understand who they are and where they're headed, and it's 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 um, I mean it's it's we, mindset's the big term we're using now, and I really even hate to use that. It just rhymed with mayhem. That's the only reason why I've even said that. I would have done something different, but um, yeah, I, for me it was a divorce. Um, you know, I shoot, I I, I work with this, an assistant coach at University of Northern Colorado who went on to work at Ohio State, and. And he was going to get an opportunity to interview for a job. And he, there, there was no panic in his life. He just, oh, my gosh. I'm like, bro, do not stand in front of that head football coach there and tell him what you can do. He is not interested in what you can do. Not at all. Because everybody that comes into the room can do. Everybody that comes into the room that he's interviewing, that's not a question. They know X's and O's. They can, they can coach. Really what he cares about is who you are. And if, if your identity, your philosophy is a good fit for him and his football team. So don't start with, hey, man, I'll be on time. Yeah. And start jabbering about whatever defense he's running. Tell him who you are and what you believe and be really clear about it. And you're probably going to get 30 seconds to do it. And you better be really clear about it when you get that opportunity. So, um, I mean, the scenarios are you've got retired guys, you've got retired ladies. I've got a, I've got a client now who... Her and her husband had a really su- successful financial firm, and she's she's kind of hey, I'm just going to regroup here and decide what I'm going to do, and I don't want to go to work and do this every day, all the way to kids at junior high. So, I just think that that I put that message out there and that question out there, and I find people from all different walks of life, and it, it just has to it just has to be your time, mm-hmm. right person, right place, right time. That's what I say. Right, yeah, it's got it's got to fit for mm-hmm. sure. Get back to like the it's at one point in my life, I would have no interest in personal development, in learning and knowledge, and now it's a daily yeah. thing, seeking out, finding people on podcasts, yeah. finding you know. But at one point, for sure, I was like, I'm not spending any time on that. Yeah. So it's definitely a right purpose, or right time, right place, right right person. Yeah. The the Middle Tennessee that is using some of your, the curriculum mm-hmm. as seniors is very interesting. Do you think even, you know, freshmen should be introduced to that Yeah, as, as they I, enter in, as they transition from high school to, to it's college? It's never, it's never a wrong time to have right. the conversation. 
It's never a wrong time. And it's and, and, and you use the term I like scalable. I think I think we need we we can talk to um, I go over here to the junior high and do some substitute 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 teaching sometimes. They'll have me come in and I'll and I'll be having a hey, who are you? What do you believe conversation? Hmm. Hold on. I I I didn't ask you what you feel. <laughs> That's where I start. I asked you what you believe. Oh, those are different, aren't they? Yeah, they're really different. Do you, you feel know? most people tell you what they do when you say Always. who are you yeah. is what do you Always. do? You know, I, I've noticed that a lot being from the Upper East Coast um, and now living in the South. When you ask in the Upper East, I think there's a different value, you know, in that part of the country. When you say, who are you? They tell you their job. Mm-hmm. They tell you, I'm an, I'm an accountant, I'm a financial advisor, I am, because there, I think there is a lot more value placed in what you do to make money, to, because mm-hmm. that equals success. And yeah. the South, I definitely see that, but I get a lot more answers of, they they say what they do, but it's more of what they do for pleasure. Like I, you know, I love to I love to hike in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I love to hang with my family. I go to this church. I, you know, mm-hmm. they still tell you what they do, but it's there's a different kind of, uh, you know, a value a, a placed a on it. Cultural answer, it's but a little there's different. but yeah. there's still it's still you. Know, you say who are you? You you end up I I mean I do it all the time. I say well I'm a teacher. I'm an artist. You know mm-hmm. I'm a personal trainer. It's like, okay, but that's not who I am. That's just what I do. Yeah, it doesn't. Which, what you do doesn't necessarily or shouldn't define you, but it does. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not. To a degree, yeah. That's, that's, that's not a bad thing. It's just, it, it could be deeper and it could be more. What, what we know is that we're wired physiologically to feel first. Mm-hmm. That's, we're just all that way. That's the science. That's the first part of your brain that fires, deals with feeling. So we're going to communicate feelings first. The second part of the brain deals with, the neocortex deals with critical thinking. And so people are hardwired to feel first. Um, When I stand up in front of a group of people and start talking, they're all trying to figure out what they feel about what I'm saying. And then they think about it later. So we know that's what we're dealing with. Everybody has the right to feel. Even if you're batshit crazy, you're going to feel. So... The, the next piece is the thinking piece. And, and so I created for the athletes that I was working with, feel, filter, think, flow. And I put it on the board. Okay, tell me how you feel. Well, coach this and that. And, you know, everything from I got my girlfriend pregnant to, you know, I'm failing out of school to I'm an All-American. I don't know. You dealt with everything you could. Okay, this is how you feel. Okay, filter. Filter was this idea of your core values based on who you are and what you believe. And you got to work at that because you got to have a filter. Mm-hmm. Now tell me what you think. <sighs> okay, this is what I think. Now, don't tell me how you feel. I know you're upset right now, bro. I want to know what you think based on what you believe. Feel, filter, think. And then let's respond or let's flow mm-hmm. based on what we believe. And so you have to stop it and slow it down or we mostly just emote and we feel. Right. So if you were working with me, you, you knew Coach Hensel was going to come to you. He was going to let you feel for a minute, and then he was going to require you to think. Hmm. And then, you know, if you don't – I call it the matrix. If you don't have a filter, then you're stuck in feeling because you don't know who you are. You don't know what you believe. Hmm. How many people – I mean, you know somebody like that in your life. You have to. Don't say their name, but they oh, just yeah. feel all the time. You can't even get them over into think. They're just feeling. 
Right. And then their life is a little more like this. And that was me. I'm not trying to be critical. That was for sure me with with this idea of, of values to aim at every day. Fight, work, hope, faith, team, family, excellence, purpose, responsibility, love, and freedom. I can get up clearly and have a fighting chance at, mm. I'm a challenger, exhorter, encourager. I will run to the battle because mm. in the battle I find peace. That squares me up and heads me in the right direction. My aim is in that direction. It's not that I do it right all the time because I don't. My name is Jim, not Jesus, man. I say sorry a lot, but it gives me a fighting chance at this idea of who I am and what I believe in. And my life straightened out and more and more, especially as I've grown and we develop in wisdom and we get better at that, more and more of my choices and decisions are quickly connected to values instead of emotion all of the time. Yeah. Emotion's not bad. Right. What would the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat be? You know, sports, love, all of that emotion brings meaning to our life for sure. What but, would what would you find with someone that they said their one of their core values is empathy? Like they're empathetic. Is that like, you know, what that would be a feelings based emotion? Is that does that change or Yeah, so that's cool. I love it. Tell me about it. What does it mean to you? You know? There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with any of those things. I just want it to be practical and I want you to be able to tell me, defend it to yourself. Right. Mm. Tell me what it means to you. Don't just leave it at feeling. Feelings are wonderful. They're 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 the reason why we live. I want to you and everybody to feel great about things. But I also know you're not going to all of the time. You're not going to be empathetic all the time. So define empathy so that for sure it's not just something that you throw out there. It's actually something that's an actual tool in your life that you can use. What I love about this the most is that to me, it almost seems like a rewiring of how to think, of how to approach, of how to prepare of how to live and that's at the core level really what qbiq is 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 rewiring mm. fundamental rewiring of how to look at football mm. it's not changing life it's not changing football you're not changing uh how somebody drives to the gas station just the process of who they are what they understand, how they act and interact through that process. QBIQ and Mayhem Mindset have something in common that I think is really important. And the word I like to use is perspective. Hmm. This You're trying to teach a pre-snap perspective. I'm trying to teach a pre-get-up, pre-life, pre-before-you-do perspective. And I want that to be connected to the most important part of what I believe about you is who you are and what you believe in your value. And then we can go from there. Then we can learn all the X's and O's and all the routes and all the do, which is all just as important or as important. And we need to connect all those things. So really what I'm asking somebody to do is to gain perspective. In the culture that we live in, it's just, it's kind of a crazy, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the perfect storm for culture right now because, because we, we know that if it comes to the eyes, we have to deal with it, right? That's just to be human. If what we see, what we hear, what we read, we have to process. And we live in a culture with Instagram and social media where human beings are 100% of the time just inundated 
with words and ideas and thoughts. And we live in a culture where a lot of people are, they seek motivation. And we spend a lot of time over in, in emotion. You know, if you're going to go, if you, if you watch any really cool video or any, you know, any ad, you know, watch any NFL game, there's a bunch of people running around, hyped up, jumping around, screaming. That's all great. That's all wonderful. Um, but, but especially for young people, that's what they see. And so this conversation is one that just kind of takes them back to a space where there's not much, we don't have much conversation related to, hold on, you know, let's talk a little bit about what you believe. When I go into a classroom, I'll, I'll stand in front of the classroom and I'll stand up there for maybe 30 seconds and just look just people in the eyes until it gets really uncomfortable. Until they're like, who is this weird person standing here? Until I've got everybody's attention. Everybody's put their phones away. And they're like, who is the weirdo in front of the class? And the next question is a very simple one. Name a core value in your life. And it just gets that quiet in general. And it's usually, most of the time, it's a, it's a kid. And most of the time, honestly, it's a girl. And she says, really kind of afraid, you mean church? Okay, sure. That ha faith happens to be a core value in my life. What do you mean by it? You know, like, you mean it's like a building you go to? Or what, what is it? Try to get them to kind of define a little bit. All right. What about education? Yeah. You're at this university and you spent how much money? That's a core value. So it's it's a conversation that's just different, you know, based on where our based on where our culture is right now. Right. I I, I love it. I, I it, there's so much. I was telling Grace earlier. There's so much that I like. I could just listen and take notes and listen and take notes and listen and take notes. And it's almost like okay, whatever whatever you took, whatever I took. At first, let's work on that. Yeah. And then go to the next piece. And then get, cause like I could fill up a book yeah. of just notes and, and information and quote, I know you're not a quote guy, but quotes from, from things that you're doing and, and mm -hmm. what's in your process and take back personally for one. But then also, my mission with this is like, okay, I want to grow and, and develop from this conversation personally, but how do I take this and instill it into, who I influence and who I impact and who I coach and the people that are in my circle yeah. and community. And that's what I'm most excited about is, is having a conversation like this to say, okay, I just got a clear picture on some things that I want to do better. Mm -hmm. And then I need to put more, more focus on how can I, how can I take that, right? How can I take that and deliver that to yeah. who's listening, who's watching, et cetera? I agree with everything you're saying. If there, my, my question, my question or, or the place that I want someone to start, you said it all right. In Mayhem Mindset, I'm always really quick to correct language. Okay. I don't, I do, I want, you said I, that you can do better. Before, before you run out there and decide what you can do better, first have that conversation with yourself about who are you, right? And that conversation starts when I suggest somebody, you know, who somebody who listens to this podcast, you want to go sit down and do just a little bit of work. What I want you to come up with, come up with is is three three core values, strongest beliefs. A value is a belief, one that represents your strengths, 
something you know right now you believe in. Name one core value you believe in right now. For sure that you know you believe in. Name it. Uh, resiliency. Resiliency. All right. Define it in your own language. Name a core value that's the opposite of an emotional weakness in your life. Give me the emotional weakness first. Anger. Anger. What's the opposite of anger? Joy. Just joy. All right. So we have resiliency and we have joy. Now name a core value that's something that you... you, you comes to mind quickly that you that you want to strive for. Maybe it's something that you believe in already or something that you see operate in someone else's life, but something that you're like, ah, I want to work at that. Uh, community. So resiliency, joy, and community. Define those. Now you've got three values in your life just that fast that are a big rock or something that you could put in philosophy and start with. And everybody can do that. I don't care if you're seven. I don't care right. if you're eight. I love my mom. I love my dog. And you know, I like to play in the backyard. Boom. Let's put yeah. some words to that. That's, that. That starts us down this path of identity. So make sure identity is who you be. Values, talents, purpose. What you do, that's the X's and O's in the task. Mm. Love it. Yeah, that's great. It's awesome. Man, appreciate it so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the time and, and uh, letting us come hang out at the uh, fitness, uh, fitness place of the world. It's kind of crazy, awesome. huh? Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, man. Yeah. Take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself on my